And suddenly we're not talking about inheritance anymore. We're talking about possession of land. Welcome back to Chapter, Verse, and Season, a lectionary podcast from Yale Bible Study. Every week, we invite you into the kinds of conversations that take place in the halls of Yale Divinity School as two of our faculty talk about the upcoming Revised Common Lectionary. I'm your host, Helena Martin. I'm a student here at Yale Divinity School, as well as an Episcopal priest. This episode, we have senior lecturer Eric Raymond and Joel Baden, professor of Hebrew Bible and director of the Center for Continuing Education. They're discussing Genesis chapter 15, verses 1 through 12 and 17 through 18, which is appointed for the second Sunday in Lent for year C. The text is read for you by student Julian Sieber. Genesis chapter 15, verses 1 through 12 and verses 17 through 18. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield. Your reward shall be very great. But Abram said, O Lord God, what will you give me? For I continue childless, and the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. And Abram said, You have given me no offspring, and so a slave born in my house is to be my heir. But the word of the Lord came to him, This man shall not be your heir. No one but your very own issue shall be your heir. He brought him outside and said, Look toward heaven and count the stars, if you are able to count them. Then he said to him, So shall your descendants be. And he believed the Lord, and the Lord reckoned it to him as righteousness. Then he said to him, I am the Lord who brought you from Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land to possess. But he said, O Lord God, how am I to know that I shall possess it? He said to him, Bring me a heifer three years old, a female goat three years old, a ram three years old, a turtle dove and a young pigeon. He brought him all these and cut them in two, laying each half over against the other but he did not cut the birds in two. And when birds of prey came down on the carcasses, Abram drove them away. As the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abram, and a deep and terrifying darkness descended upon him. When the sun had gone down and it was dark, a smoking firepot and a flaming torch passed between these pieces. On that day the Lord made a covenant with Abram saying, To your descendants I give this land, from the river of Egypt to the great river, the river Euphrates. The covenant with Abraham in Genesis 15, relatively well-known text for a bunch of reasons. It's got the weird, you know, God moving in fire between cut-up pieces of an animal going on. You know, it's got a couple of famous lines in there. But one of the things that a lot of readers encounter uh, when they when they pick up the text is sort of this this jarring transition uh, right at the beginning. It, the, it begins with Abraham, you know, being upset that he doesn't know who's going to inherit his property, uh, who's going to be my heir. And God answers him and seems to satisfy his his question. And then, as if we're simply changing topics, God says, "Oh, and by the way." I am the Lord who brought you from Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land to possess. And suddenly we're not talking about inheritance anymore. We're talking about 
possession of land. Now, within the broader story of Genesis, offspring and land are the two major parts of like the promise to all of the patriarchs. Those are the, that's the content of what it means to be a great nation, which is what the promise is going on here. But as you read, it's like we're just swinging wildly from one to the other with seemingly nothing binding them. Right. Well, the uh, the text has various uh, ways of linking ideas. And one of the ways that it links the idea of having an heir and inheriting the land is through the choice of words. In Hebrew, the word yarash can indicate both having an heir as well as possessing or inheriting land. And in the text, in the first part of the the passage, you have Abraham asking, "Who will, who will inherit me?" Essentially, and God saying, "I will provide you an heir." And in the second part, it's the same verb in the same kind of construction, in basically the same form, and the object instead of being a person is the land that's going to be inherited. And so there is a connection linguistically between the idea of having an heir and possessing possessing the land. But one of the one of the questions that uh, I had is in relation to what does it mean to inherit land? I mean generally we know exactly what it means to inherit land, right? It, this would be the standard word used for the parent dies and the child in- inherits the land. But this is the word that's used here and and all over the place also as not inheriting, but taking possession of, right? This is a, this is a story, even here, even here in Genesis, uh, where there's an acknowledgement off the bat that Abraham isn't from this land and that there's right. other peoples who live here. Right. right. This land belongs to. We get the whole list of them here at the at the end of the uh, at the end of the chapter, right? In uh, nineteen and and uh, and through twenty one, we get the whole list of all the peoples who live in this land that Abraham is going to inherit. It, that's not what we mean by inherit. It's essentially dispossess is, is another way of translating it. Right. Which is in fact is dispossess is one of the things that this verb can mean in in one of its other constructions. It's as if the word yarash always implies, right, it belonged to someone else first, whether it's, you know, somebody you are related to who's passing it down to you or someone you're taking it from, right? It's the, it's the, the, the transferring of possession. Right. But often that's lost, right? God says, right, uh, I, you know, brought you out of the, or the Chaldeans to give you this land to yarash it, to possess it. And that makes it sound sort of like, perfectly nice and banal, right? Like, I got got a nice piece of land for you. You're going to love it, right? But in fact, right, that verb, and it's even the verb itself implies somebody else has this land and it's going to be transferred from them to you. Right. They're going to be losing it in in essence, right? Right. And, you know, I don't know how, I don't know how explicit or implicit this is, but when somebody gains an inheritance, they gain it upon the death of the preceding owner right for israel or abraham to in, to possess or inherit the land maybe implicitly suggests right like because the people who own it now are are going to be gone are going to be gone right yeah there's it it's a 
another contrast between the beginning of the passage and the end of the passage, because what Abraham is asking for is someone to continue his lineage, someone to continue his, his name and presumably his memory. But not only is God promising that, but he's also promising this piece of property that's going to go along with that. So it seems like there's a contrast in my mind between those two ideas. One, one seems rather benign and, uh, you know, you're continuing, you're continuing your, your DNA in one way. And in another, in the second half of the passage, it seems a little bit more, um, menacing in a way. Yeah. It's funny. I don't know. I'm not sure. Obviously they didn't know about DNA, but I'm also not sure that that they wouldn't have thought about sort of inheritance and passing on almost always in kind of terms of property. Right. Right. Something's got to be passed. We're not just passing on who we are as people. I think that's a very modern notion, actually. Right. Uh, you're passing on stuff and specifically what you're passing on uh, is land. But I will say, right. One of the so one of the interesting things here is that it's not just about I'm giving you land. Right. The the promise of the land, which is the whole second part of the chapter, is also very much about about giving land to your descendants. Right. Mm-hmm. God opens. I'm going, going to give you this land. But then they go through the whole ceremony. And that ceremony concludes with God saying in verse 18 to your descendants, I give this land. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, the, the, the land promise here isn't even sensible without having already gone through the offspring part of the promise earlier. Mm-hmm. And Yarash is the is the concept that ties them. And Abraham is the hinge, right? Abraham is going to, right, Yarash property. He's going to, like, leave property for his offspring. And his offspring are going to then inherit, right, the land that God is promising to Abraham and, in fact, giving to his, to his offspring. Thank you for listening. Subscribe, favorite, or follow this podcast, whatever your podcast app calls it, do that. When you do, it helps other people find out about us. And check out YaleBibleStudy.org for more Bible study resources this Lent. And follow us on Twitter, at BibleYale. Chapter, Verse, and Season is produced by Joel Baden, Kelly Morrissey, and me, Helena Martin. Our theme music is by Calvin Linderman. Thanks to the Center for Continuing Education at Yale Divinity School, and thank you to Professors Baden and Raymond for their time this week. We'll be back with another conversation from chapter, verse, and season.